We now return to the Defoe Show. There you go. Welcome back to the Defoe Show here on Ion Channel. We are very privileged, honored, and lucky to have this gentleman joining our show now since the beginning. Since he, I don't think we would have existed this long without him. The one and only Ken Jacobson, the professor himself, here. He will have his big board, and I know we'll talk a little bit of college attorney action Good morning. Thank you for joining me early. I know early is not always your favorite. Good morning, Professor. What's going on? Not much. How about yourself, Loops? Nothing much. So we'll start here with attorney because we'll leave the uh, big, biggest and best part of the day to the end of your segment. Um, we'll do an extended professor today. And we will have Mark Lawrence following and then uh, the Gambling Gourmet to break down food and sports out around 835. How did you take in the action? We had some, you and I watched some of the games together. I love the upsets. Kentucky go, losing to St. Peter's is always fun. I'm sure it fucked up a lot of brackets. Uh, you rolled your eyes, so it probably wasn't your dream when you are more into the gambling end of things than I am, just spectating. How did you take I didn't any have action? any action on that game. I, I, you know, no, but I'm, saying, I I'm sure you had them going far. Like You weren't having them lose to St. Peter's, I presume. Are the brackets? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even honestly. like <laughs> I, At this point in my life, I fill out a couple brackets. Um, just because I get entered in free contests and yeah. they pretty, number one, I fill out so many of them that like Forget. trying to keep track <laughs> of what I picked here and what I picked there is kind of impossible. Yeah. Uh, and number two, I did look brackets are, there's something I'm not, I'm sure there's some people out there who are really good at them and, and can consistently win. Yeah. Well, um, I don't happen to be, I think I've, Finished second in a big contest once. Nice. That that paid. I'm not sure I've ever won a, actually won a bracket. So mm. it's not my thing. Some people take them very personally. I remember when I first met you. I yeah. think one of the first years we know each other. Yep. You took your brackets very personally. Yep. I've just never been that guy. <laughs> yep. You know, if my brackets go 14 and two, great. If they go 10 and six, great. I don't really care. It's not that the the whole bracket thing. I get why people are into it, um, but to me, it's just too random. So okay, well, I know from a gambling standpoint, I was with you, and you kicked fucking ass yesterday. Um, that, that's a different. That's a different story. <laughs> the, the individual games, I'm definitely very much dedicated to, but the brackets, eh, not so much. All right, so I am excited for your big board. But... I'm not Rick New. Was it Rick Newheisel that yes, won like a hundred thousand yes. dollars? Yeah, but didn't he get in trouble? I'm not. Rick or was that Nicholson? Yeah, I think he, I think he lost his job at one. And he has never coached again, right. if you notice. <laughs> and he was a good coach, and he's never gotten a gig since. I think. And Phil Mickelson got in trouble for brackets too. Like you're not supposed to gamble, and he was. He, we know he's a fucking raging. I think defender. there's a lot of suspicion uh, about Phil Gam- Mickelson's gambling uh, in general, not because he wins, because he's obviously a pretty good gambler. But there's been stories for years that he's tied in with some syndicates that are not, let, let's say, not entirely legal and certainly frowned upon by the bookmaking community. He's so, the only one to go to Saudi yeah, Arabia. I think, <laughs> I, think Phil, I think Phil's, no, I think Phil's gambling is one of those stories because, he, you know, he's kind of an attention whore. Yeah. So I feel like that's a story we're going to get like 20 years from now, and it's going to be a very interesting story if we ever find out all the details of it. All right, so before we get to the big board, and I want to make sure to leave you all the time in the world for it, uh, I do want some of your plays today. We don't need all the time in the world, jeez. <laughs> well, anyways, I want some action from you because we end up, we always end up, oh, shit, we need games, and then you just throw it in, and then I don't even know if it's planned or you get to explain it the way you used to with college bat- football. But So I want to get to the games before and just let you do your big board. What are you looking at today? Cause did you end up going undefeated yesterday? I know you were four yeah, and zero. Oh. Seven and zero. Oh. <laughs> um, You're an 
Yes. Unfortunately, Defoe called me at like three o'clock, so he only got the last four of them. But you can confirm it with Defoe. I, I, I hope because um, he was like, give me your best play, which was Murray State, which not going to lie. That one was a little lucky. Um, it was a little unlucky because they were on track to cover and then really choked in the last minute, but then came back in overtime and covered. So I don't know. I don't know how you deal with that balance, whether that was you're unlucky that it went to overtime or yeah. you're lucky once it went to overtime. Anyway, it was a winner. But I know Deef, he's got, you know, he, he parlayed a couple of sticks shit. a day to cover for Mustang slot faction. <laughs> so uh, I, I hope he went in on more than just one game. Okay, so you were so seven. If you're Defoe, I hope you I hope you went. Yeah, I'm not promising seven. No, 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 really no. I'm just saying because we always make fun of those people. Um, undocumented 17 and two documented six and 20. Like I was there. I was witnessing this. He was seven and oh yesterday. Of course, I got down on nothing, like a dumbass. I pulled a defoe and was touting him. I can only document four of them through people in the show, but you can ask Defo. Defo has a text, a timestamped text message. I, I, <laughs> yeah, whatever. We I'm not playing Mayweather. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we trust you. You, you, you were seven and zero yesterday, which is fucking insane. Again, we're not promising well, that I've, for I've today. Picked, I've picked enough losers on this show that I feel like people <laughs> know I don't lie about it. We, we're very aware of your record, and it's always at least sixty percent, if not better. So you were one hundred percent yesterday. We can't promise that today, but I'm sure you'll do very well. What are the games you're looking at today, and what, from a, a gambling perspective, are you into today that you want to share? Okay, well. I've, Fortunately, like uh, unlike yesterday, where we got off to a really nice start right at the noon games, I don't like any of the first three early games. Okay. Um, all big numbers. I don't really see an advantage in, in a particular advantage in any side. Um, so I'm uh, sort of off the board until 310, and our hometown Miami Hurricanes uh, playing USC, uh, currently getting two points against the Trojans, and we are going to go against Jim Laranaga. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, Miami's had a lot of problems with size. USC yeah. has size across the board. I know. They do USC does on occasion struggle with uh, really good athletes. You saw that against Arizona a couple times. Uh, but I don't think Miami's quite at that level athletically. I think USC's size will trump Miami's speed in this one. Uh, and again, USC's big everywhere. They got a guard who's like six eight or six nine, another one who's like six five. Mobley's six eleven and he's their power forward. They've got another guy. He's probably not quite six eleven, but he's like six ten and bulky. I, I just think there's too many trees for Miami in this one, and I look for USC uh, to take them down. Well, Larinaga uh, literally with yeah. us this week told us that, yeah, well, that's what we're worried about. They rebound really well. Their guard 6'5", and then everyone else is 6'9", and up. And we're like, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, yeah and we don't rebound well. So it's going to be interesting. Like, he openly said it. So, like, that's never a great thing and when the coach admits rebounding, it. It's rebounding. You know, when you have to shoot, shoot over. Look, you've coached yeah. basketball with the little kids. When you have a big kid that other people have to shoot over, it's really difficult. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I think uh, the size for Miami is going to be a problem in this one. I'm definitely looking at USC this one. A uh, couple others here. Virginia Tech comes into the tournament blazing hot. I have not liked Texas all year long. They're okay. very inconsistent. Uh, I'm on the Hokies here. But I will tell you, when Texas has been good, at times they've been very good. Uh, so we're but definitely uh, pointing at VT plus the one there. Okay. Uh, Illinois. Another team they're entirely built around Kofi Cockburn. Yeah. Um, offensively, when he's not really going crazy, they don't have much. Uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, another team kind of looked, I'm not saying the skill level, but in terms of just the bodies, they look like a major conference team. They've mm. got 
size at the forward positions. They've got some big kids. They've got some strong kids. I think plus eight here. I, I think the Mox are going to be nice. very competitive in this game. I don't know if they're going to win straight up, yeah, but right. I definitely think uh, they will be in it right till the end here. So I would I would look for Chattanooga in that one. Uh, just scanning the board real quick. You don't have to give every game. Just whatever games you, you literally No, no, yourself. no. I'm, yeah. I'm just looking. Yeah. Um, make sure I'm not missing any. Alabama, Notre Dame. A lot of people are on Notre Dame. I'm not sure on that one. I think Notre Dame actually might be a little worn out. They played a triple overtime game uh, against Rutgers. Super, super emotional. Yep. Um, I, so I'm staying away from that one. Uh, and the, the last one of the night, I do think Seton Hall will have an advantage over uh, TCU. TCU is a team. They won a lot of nice home games, but they've been rotten away from their home floor. Uh, and I don't think that travels well to a neutral site. So I would definitely leave Seton Hall in that one. All right, those are the professor's plays. Just a recap real quick. And again, he was 7-0 and yesterday, undocumented. We're admitting it. But it would have been documented if I was smart enough to get him on the show. That was my bad. Uh, USC, I'm giving him uh, lane two. This, this is what I'm giving him. Lane two over Correct. UM. VT plus two over U- Texas. That's what I'm giving you. Just take it. VT plus two uh, or getting getting two. I'll use the, the term. Getting two over Texas. Chattanooga getting eight over Illinois, and Seton Hall laying one and a hook, or laying two, over TCU. I've actually got him at showing him a pick right now, but okay, that's close. fine. Oh, I don't care, and that's fine. I try to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, pick him. All right, so Seton Hall pick him over TCU. Those are the professor's plays, and again, I'll try and announce them uh, as the show wraps up. I think you're up. missing something, Lee, Luby. What? That's not all my plays. What's your other play? What time of year is it, Luby? We're Australian. Australian rules is back. It is the first weekend of AFL of Australian rules football. I'm like, you've been weird about these plays. Why are you being weird? Okay, sorry. I, 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 we stopped documenting it when we left radio, so I don't remember what your official record was, but it was fucking insane. Then you got like two wrong the entire time. So we definitely, if you have Aussie rules picks, I will start tracking them. What are okay, your? Well, you better get your pen out because we're going to start tracking them right now. If I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'm ready. Starts tonight at eleven ten, so you can you know watch that Seton Hall game and then halftime flip over to the offseason rules game, <laughs> then flip back and forth. Uh, and we're taking Geelong. Oh, excuse me, Essendon getting seven and a half from Geelong. Geelong kind of overperformed last year. Essendon, a team that found their offense super late in the season. Uh, I like Essendon fast up front. Um, the they're they're not the biggest team in in Aussie rules, but I I definitely like them to uh, uh, at least cover, if not straight up win, getting seven and a half okay. against G Long. Okay, and that's it. Any no, that's not it. Okay, that's not even close. To it. Come <laughs> that's on, not even close. Sorry, my bad, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Our next one, uh, a team that has been a favorite of ours uh, for I guess this will be our third year yeah. on Aussie rules, so it's been a favorite of ours. Uh, and that is Port Adelaide. They were down a little bit last year, but we're looking for a big bounce back season. The power getting 12 and a half from Brisbane. We'll take uh, Port Adelaide and 12 and a half in just about any situation. So okay. for this, for us, this is an absolute no brainer. Okay. Well, that's two. Essendon uh, getting eight over Geelong. Port Adelaide getting 13 over Brisbane. Okay. What else, Mr. Ozzy Rules? And then our last one, uh, a team that we did really well on. Uh, last year, and that's uh, Great Western Sydney, the Giants, uh, getting three and a half at home from Sydney, and obviously the rivalry matchup between Great Western Sydney and Sydney, or, you know, if you know people named Sydney, I don't know. Does anybody name their kids Sydney anymore? <laughs> no, I, don't I don't think so. so. Anyway, <laughs> but we're taking the Great Western Sydney 
over Sydney plus three and a half. So those are our three Aussie rules for nice. opening week. Okay, and those of you who are like Aussie rules, what the fuck's Aussie rules? Just a little backstory because I guess maybe not everyone's followed us from radio or have caught every show all the time. During the pandemic, the beginning, I guess, I guess it's still going on. It's yeah, no, it was like, no, this was the super beginning. This the beginning like the American sports got canceled. of the pandemic when there was no sports, and I don't know how, but we did like three months of radio and we actually got through it. We would have the professor on every week and eventually we're not going to have the professor on and not get play. So he, being the inventive, creative person he is, found like every sport that wasn't American that we had never heard of. Yes. What was it? Taiwan. It wasn't baseball. It was Taiwan. Taiwan super uh, uh, basketball. Wasn't it Taiwanese basketball? Yeah, it was. It was just, but I'm trying to remember what it was called. I, I remember that Taiwan beer was the team we rode all year long. <laughs> but I'm not, it, it's got one of those stupid uh, Far East names, the, the Giant League. Or, I, don't I don't know. So it was Taiwanese super basketball. And the league or whatever. Not even like baseball. Like, yeah. People know Taiwan plays baseball. No, Taiwan basketball, which I didn't know one knew it existed. And it was sort of fun. We poked fun at it. Whatever. Fine. Here's plays. And then he landed on Aussie Rules football. And somehow he is a fucking savant with Aussie Rules football. He's one of the best college football handicappers ever, and he sucked at college football compared to fucking Aussie Rules. Like he, he started at like he started I think seventeen and zero. Like it was, we we it was I don't a think joke. It was quite that, but yeah, no it was crazy number. No, you started insane, and it, it we the joke became real. It was like fuck this. Like we started sports again, and we still wanted Aussie Rules because he killed it. So those of you who are like, what the hell is Aussie Rules? You probably won't have any idea what it is. I tried to watch it just so that the segments would be better. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but just do what he says. Tell your bookie or your site. It's mostly like rugby. Sure. Do what he says. I mean, that's the closest comparison. If you want to make money, do what he says because his clip is ridiculous. So that's why we're – You're overselling a little bit. No, I'm – okay. I'm telling you. I think you were like 24 and 3. Like it was some weird – I'm not saying you're going to always hit at that rate. I get that. I'm just saying like it was fucking nuts. Like you killed it. Okay. All right, so this is the Defoe Show, Luby, Professor Ken Jacobson. No Defoe. He is in Atlantic City. I know he made it. I didn't get any ranting texts, so I, he may not be broke yet, so that's a win. Uh, he'll be that's, back. There you go. That's a positive. <laughs> usually I'll get fucking Sting. You know, like, usually I'll get, like, that in the text, and I didn't. Maybe, maybe she hit. She, I mean, she's been due for, like, five years, so, you know. <laughs> oh, Andy, man, his daughter is in. Yeah, but your daughter's, like, isn't your daughter 20, Andy? You just proved my point. Like, he, the question was, does anyone still Named their daughter Sydney. She was born in the nineties, Andy. So, anyways, Sid Crosby. Yeah, exactly. Or the and yeah, okay. He's like thirty something now. So, anyways, uh, Defoe will be back Tuesday. We have the professor. We will. We coming up. Have his. I don't know if we should take a break or if you're ready now. I'm. I'm, I'm leaving this in your hands. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Luke. We can, we can take me. a quick break. Uh, this is the Defoe show uh, again. We don't do this often, but we were there yesterday, so I feel like it's relevant. Uh, the Foundry. Atlantic Boulevard, just east of US-1. Ken is not a boastful person. He doesn't come on to talk about that. He just comes on to help us out. But Defoe and I don't give a shit because Defoe's wife, I think, spends most of their money at the foundry. So we might as well. Makes up perfect. There you go. Might might as well recoup it or something. Um, We were there yesterday. You guys have done some stuff with the menu, which is cool. You guys did a lot of, you were packed for St. Patty's Day. Uh, Anything going on there that you'd love the people to know about the foundry before we take a break? I, you know, again, there's uh, four or five new things on the menu. Uh, I, I highly recommend. <laughs> I, I, you could tell looking at me that this is not the kind of recommendation you'd expect from me. But I actually 
highly recommend the turkey burger. You eat, eat it every week. Because, <laughs> you know, well, no, once in a while you want to switch it up from just a plain old, or, or, and I think the burgers are great, but once in a while you want a little change in your life. Uh, that's good. And then there's a, a new pizza with uh, chicken and prosciutto, which is not necessarily a combo you'd expect on a pizza, uh, but they got me to try it, and it's absolutely delicious. I think Luby and uh, the lovely Shirley yep. shared one yesterday. Uh, so, you know, give one of those a shot and, uh, you know, come on out, watch some games, have a drink or two, you know, spend a fun uh, Friday or Saturday or Sunday afternoon. If you go this weekend, you'll probably meet the professor. You may meet me because it's my favorite place to watch games outside of Landlubber. So uh, check out the foundry again, Atlantic Boulevard, just east of US1. Even if you don't live here, if you're coming down at some point, you'll be here. It's definitely worth taking some time to grab some grub, great drink. And they've done a great job with the view. It's like in a perfect spot. So check out the foundry and coming up next... And I've called it this, and Devo's called it this because we feel like it's this. The world famous Big Board. It's definitely not world famous. World Again, famous. You, wow. You got, the world you famous. You picked up the shill thing. For the me. world famous Big Board. Coming up next, the professor, Luby. We love you, Defo. Right here, the Ion Channel, the Defo Show. Again, Google the Defo Show, D-E-F-O, and the Big Board coming up next. The only way to get your morning started is with Defo, joined by Luby, right here on the Defo Show. Welcome back again to the Defoe Show. It'd be nice if you could see us. That'd be a positive. All right, there you go. Hey, the Defoe Show. Again, Google Defoe, the Defoe Show, D-E-F-O, to check out everything we're doing. This man has joined us every week, I think, since the beginning, so almost 12 years now. Uh, we started, was this your fifth one? Is this your fifth one already? Jesus. I don't know. I think it's your fifth one. Okay, so around the Super Bowl, the professor wanted to step his game up because he's just that dude, and he started doing a top five. And years ago, he did, did a top the power rankings, and those who didn't understand why, it was mocking power rankings. Everyone does a power ranking for every sport or every idea or everything. It's not even a sports thing, like entertainment. Surely we'll look on TikTok and have a fucking power ranking. So, of course, Ken had to mock it. And ended up becoming like our favorite segment every week. He did top 10 and it was fucking hilarious for years. So a month, almost a month and a half ago, he started his rankings. Well, of course, he took it to another level. Now there's a fucking big board. It's a whole thing. So we look forward to it every freaking week now. D4 and I, every week he stepped it up somehow. It's hilarious. This week I think he's going to push it to a level. I don't know if people in the Northeast will be big fans of. But uh, I am going to be a big fan of it. So without further ado... Turn it over to the professor and his world-famous big board. Okay, Luby. So, you know, fundamentally, uh, my defining quality is that I'm lazy. I don't um, know that for sure. <laughs> particularly this time of year, I don't want to do anything except watch basketball all day and possibly drink. Okay. But uh, outside of that, really, I'm not. It. So I was being pretty lazy this week and looking for something that would just drop in my lap for the big board. And unfortunately, it kind of happened. And I'm not uh, uh, I'm not really happy about having to do this big board this week, but I feel like it's necessary given the timing because there was an event uh, at the top of the week that certain somebody tried to uh, grab all the attention away from the NCAA tournament because that's just the kind of piece of human garbage that he is. <laughs> uh, and, of course, it was followed by the same kind of relentless propaganda that has followed this person around for 20 years and everybody pretending they're happy about it. Despite the fact that 90% of you out there actually hate this man and only pretend to like him. Um, and those of you who do like him, half of you only like him for stupid reasons, political <laughs> stuff and whatnot. Um, so I think you got a pretty good guess 
what this week's topic is going to be, Luby. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> it's time to review it. It's time to put the proper non, non-propaganda spin on this man's career and lifetime. And that is time for the big board of Tom Brady. I, we may get kicked off on this one, but it'll be worth it. Jack may say, fuck you, Defoe and Luby, after this, but it'll be worth it. The big board of Tom Brady, number five. You, as you well know, Luby, I hate all versions of Tom Brady. Yes. I hate Michigan Tom Brady. I hate abandon the mother of his kids to run off with Giselle Tom Brady. I hate cheater Tom Brady. I hate Boston Tom Brady. I hate Tampa Tom Brady. I hate avocado ice cream. I hate them all. (laughs) But there's one particular Tom Brady that I dislike more than all Tom Brady's. And that's number five. That's long-haired crybaby <laughs> bitch, Tom Brady. For those of you who don't remember, Tom Brady went through a phase about 10 years ago where he grew his hair out long like a giant girl, and then he went on ESPN and he cried for like half an hour straight through an interview because he was still so upset about draft day 10 years later. And he cried for two and a half straight minutes remembering how he and his mom and dad took a walk on draft day because he was so upset that he didn't get drafted until the sixth round. Now, mind you, this is not while he was still on his rookie contract. This was while he was shattering records. This was while he was making all the money in the world. This is while he, while he still wasn't as well-paid as his wife, and he's never going to be well-paid as his wife because Tom Brady doesn't get to wear the pants in his family. <laughs> but he was very well-paid at that time. He had nothing to be sad about. And so now... And look, I realize some other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers are still bitter about where they were drafted. But number one, I think we've all come to realize over the last year that everything we once thought was charming about Aaron Rodgers and his driving determination is actually just because Aaron Rodgers is a giant douchebag. (laughs) But at least when Aaron Rodgers does it, he gets mad and snarky about it. He doesn't sit there with Pedro Gomez and cry for 10 minutes about it. (laughs) So that's number one part of Tom Grady's career to remember is that Tom Brady was a long-haired girl who cried on ESPN for two straight minutes about draft day. All righty. So and that takes us to number five. two, Luby, or to number four, Luby, because I think this plays in uh, to a similar thing that we should remember about Tom Brady, which is, oh, his life is so perfect, and he does this and he does that. You know what Tom Brady actually is, Luby? He's the NFL's version of a Kardashian. <laughs> the reason you never hear anything about Tom Brady during the offseason, it's because Tom Brady spends every offseason getting massive amounts of plastic surgery. Oh, that's way. People are actually going to think, I'm faking this. I want you to go yourselves to the internet, do your own research. This is, in fact, a before and after picture of Tom Brady. On the left here, the one with the fat face and the different hairline, the different eyebrow line, and the different nose, whose butt chin is more uh, noticeable than the one on the right. All of these have, in fact, happened. In fact, Tom Brady gets as much plastic surgery as any Kardashian sister, <laughs> even Kim. And I think we all know we have spent the last decade debating whether the younger Kardashians are good examples for little girls because they got plastic surgery so young when they didn't even realize it in the first place. Perhaps we should be talking about how bad an influence Tom Brady is on little boys since he has spent the last. It's not good enough that you're the MVP of the National Football League. It's not good enough that you've made a couple hundred million dollars. It's not good enough that you won seven Super Bowls. You had to go get plastic surgery. (laughs) What kind of example is that sending 
<laughs> to our youth, Luby. Okay, so that's five. For the four. youth, Luby. For the kids. That's for what the, the big board is. <laughs> Much like Wu-Tang is for the children, yes. the big board is for go. the children. There you go. Stop being a bad example to the children. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so that's five and four. I'm almost scared of what three is. It's going to take it. Number three is actually, you're going to be surprised how low number three is. But it's the other thing to remember about Tom Brady's career. Is that Tom Brady's the biggest cheater in the history of sports, Luby? Well, of course, yeah. And you and I have discussed this. And I know you and Defoe you? like to go to the Super Bowl and kiss the Patriots' ass and suck up to, who is it, the tight head from Colorado, Christian Fourier. Christian Fourier, yes. Said, like, we've never done anything wrong. No, they've been caught cheating more than any team in the history of professional sports. Talking about three major cheating incidents during Tom Brady's year, and several minor incidents, Luby, including the last one, which somehow the NFL spread out so many lies and so much propaganda. They made everybody forget that 10 years, or excuse me, 11 years after Spygate, they went and did the exact yeah. same goddamn thing, yeah, and everybody ignored it. So how much more do you have to cheat? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't need to drag this one out. You've heard me talk about it before. But the important feature of Tom Brady's career, whatever you think, is that he's the biggest cheater in history <laughs> next to possibly his coach. <laughs> I know Defoe likes to talk about Margarito with the uh, yeah, yeah, the, the hands of stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only did that one time. Three is more than one. Last time I got you. <laughs> so let's take it to number two, and this is entirely personal. Okay. But let's flash back, Luby. I yes. want you to flash back, back. to Deflategate yes. and the comment that <laughs> Tom Brady destroys his phone and Giselle destroy their phone every six months for security reasons. The security reason was later revealed, Luby, that there were a bunch of pictures of Ben Affleck and his nanny that he was cheating with <laughs> on Tom Brady's phone. And he found the whole thing. So is it that he destroyed his phone? And then what <laughs> happened? Ben Affleck goes on Bill Simmons' show, clearly drunk, about yeah, a month yeah, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. and cries about how the NFL is treating Tom Brady. Yeah. Why? Because he's a BFF flex. <laughs> and I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't you, care you how big you are. I don't care how rich you are. There is nothing that Ben Affleck could do that would make me want to hand out with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck can hand out. He can hand out JLo's used panties. Oh, he, can give, he can buy me a car. He can write me a six-figure check. I'm not spending any time around Ben Affleck under any conditions. I think that reveals your character right there. This picture alone that you stood and posed with Ben Affleck to me is an indication of your character in and of itself. <laughs> All right. That's your top, your bottom four. What's number one on the professors? And this is Big this board. right. Cause you're sitting there saying, Jesus, he's already talked about the, yeah, team. I don't know. And what talked about ben Affleck. <laughs> what could be left. worse in Ken's mind? I don't know. Than I'm hanging scared. out with Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck's Danny. <laughs> I don't know. But right. there's something that get, doesn't get talked about with Tom Brady, yeah. even though it was put in public view. And for some reason, everybody has ignored it for like four years now. Maybe it's five or six years. I don't even remember how old we're talking here. Yeah. And that is, I'm sorry. I don't want to be the, the drag down to everybody. But. Would your thought no, of a normal evening no, at home? Of course. <laughs> is to lie naked on a massage table and make out with your 10-year-old son, (laughs) that needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. (laughs) I don't know about your family, Luby, and I know everybody's parents are a little different. 
the age when I stopped making out with my naked father <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, it was zero. <laughs> there was no age where that was acceptable. <laughs> and we're talking all this stuff in retirement. Everybody blamed Giselle. And you know me, I am very quick to blame Giselle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure that hanging out with Giselle got very unpleasant very quickly. But I also suspect that half the problem is Tom Brady's son is now too old to do naked makeout. <laughs> I don't know if it's because the kid is like, you know, dad, this isn't really cool anymore. I got, you know, That's creepy. If we're going to make out. You need to put some clothes on. <laughs> or if now the kid got too old and it doesn't excite Tom Brady the way a naked makeout session with his son used to. And I'm sorry. I know people are going to. Yeah. Say I'm taking this one too far, yeah, that I've gone a little well. too deep on this. Yeah, yeah. But this needs to be talked about. Like, how did this not become a huge thing? How did everybody in America watch that stupid documentary and watch him lie naked on a massage table and make out with his kid, and it wasn't a talking point? <laughs> it's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable right, right now looking at it. <laughs> and I, I look in. I don't know. Families differ. I don't know no. what age you stop. Never sticking your tongue in your father's yeah, mouth. Exactly. <laughs> was it a thing in my family? And I don't think it's a thing in many families. No, the kissing and the lip sync. Yeah, no. When you're naked and doing it, it takes it to an entirely new level. <laughs> it's one thing to be French kissing your son. It's another thing to do it while you're naked. Sorry. While everybody else is praising and eating the propaganda, someone needs to point out. This is part of what this man's career has been all about. Yeah. And especially now because he's returning home because he's got things to accomplish. He didn't want to be at home yet. Again, you don't want to be at home because your kid doesn't want to make out with you. <laughs> yeah, it was good you did this without Defoe. <laughs> I, 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 Again, yeah, I agree. Defoe's <laughs> level of propaganda is a little patriot heavy. But that Thank you, Ken. is the big board. You're the man. Upon uh, the goat's return. You're five for five. I, I'm the greatest almost... of all time at making out with your kid. I don't know what next the week will bring. Greatest of all time at hanging out with Ben Affleck. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, I've done this deal. Hanging out with Ben Affleck might actually be a little worse. <laughs> I'm almost scared for what next week will bring, but I'm excited. It's I'm full of emotion for next week's edition of the Big Board. That will be up again. Google the Defo Show DFO. Check out all of his big boards. Each and every Friday he's done one. And each week he takes it to another level. This week he not only hit out of the park, he tore open the envelope. Uh, so this was the big board. He is Ken Jacobson, the professor. Definitely check out the Foundry. And I'll recap his picks at the end of the show. Ken, you're the man. Thank you. If we aren't allowed to do a show again, it was a good run. Uh, Everybody have a good, <laughs> great, great tournament. Um, I enjoyed yesterday. Hopefully we get similar results today. We'll I know you didn't enjoy it, state of Kentucky, but you didn't deserve to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, fuck you, Kentucky. Uh, congrats on your day yesterday. All the luck today, and we'll talk to you next Friday, Ken, man. You have a great one, Luke. All right, be well, man. So that's the professor. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. 
Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home.